0: Hey, this is Brandon J. Clack and you're tuned into Game Changer. On everybody, Brandon J. Clack here on all your social media platforms, and you are tuned into another session. Of game changer. Uh, You know, it just seems like, dude, you're just a regular on the show now. Dude, I'm here. I'm like, I'm back. I got my boy Courtney Beer with me, man.
1: What's going on, man? What's up, fam? Listen, I'm happy to be back, man. I didn't get canceled.
0: (laughs) You know, anytime you get invited back multiple times, you must be doing something right. I guess so. I haven't stunk up the joint or anything. Nah, definitely not, man. What what are we getting
1: into today? Today, we're talking about your book. Remember, right now, currently, your book, Say It Again, The Right Conversation, Create Kingdom Culture. Is out. People can buy. You. Dude,
0: you have a book, man. I got a book, man.
1: Bam, you got a. Were you much of a reader?
0: Uh, in in high school, I was. In middle school, I was. In my college years, no. What was your thing to read? Oh, man, I used to love uh, a ton of, uh, well, I, I don't know if this counts, but I loved like, magazines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and that's so right. so I was a huge magazine reader. I'm not going to tell you my favorite magazines because you're going to laugh. No, we want to know. It was Monday Night Raw magazine. Yeah, WWE yeah, I remember that. WWE magazines. I used to love Slam. I would read those Slams from cover slam? to cover. Do you
1: remember the iconic episode of Slam with Alan Iverson in the fro? On Yo, the I have a cover? t-shirt of
0: that. I thought you wore that in Nashville, yeah. I, I it in Nashville. You know, I feel like everybody was a little confused. Like, what's that?
1: Alan Iverson doing on here. He ain't saved. Like, hey, he might be. Who knows? Would you invite Alan on the show? I would. Don't you know him? I know Alan. Would you have him on the show? Call him real quick. Are you? I can't call him now. It's like ten o'clock on the East Coast. (laughs) Yeah, He's no, definitely up He's definitely up He's going to be, be up for hours
0: Let's not so, act like Chuck ain't up
1: So You better know him by Chuck's man <laughs> Listen if you're from the East Coast And you know him as Chuck I won't call him the whole name Because I don't want to give it away If you're not from 757 But you, you do know know that So you would take Alan if you're listening AI Chuck <laughs> Bubs, We want you on the show uh, Right here Because it's called Game Changer
0: Yeah absolutely
1: Now would you have Kobe on the show?
0: Man I would love it. I would have Kobe on the show And he could cuss And say whatever he wanted You let Kobe cuss Kobe, Would, would you bleep him
1: out Kobe Bryant
0: can say Whatever he wanted You, on my, you wouldn't my bleep account. out Mamba Nope I wouldn't do it Do you know the
1: wisdom That would come out of that
0: Man Kobe say whatever you want I don't care
1: Kobe's definitely welcome On the show And Kobe's a guy Who kind of lives a motto By say it again I don't care what I You know I'm going to say it again <laughs> uh, So what we're going to do Today is something special You're probably reading the book We're going to jump Into page 13 We kind of want to walk you Through this as a devotional style so when you look at page 13 uh brandon j clack i want you to step out and read and let the people hear your voice page 13 reads like this
0: yeah here's what it says refuse to allow bitterness to make you backslide god remains faithful even when you're frustrated Huh. That's a loaded statement. Loaded, uh, because I personally believe that a lot of the times when we backslide, well, let's first let me give some context to that. In case yeah,
1: what what is back? Because when I think, you know, I grew up assembly of God. Ah. Backsliding was was a, was a big concept we talked about. Yeah. Uh, do you remember T.D. Jakes in that one movie during the altar call where the lady shot the guy at the altar? <laughs> and all I remember is Bishop Jake yelling, "Backslider! Yeah. Come back! Backslider!" It's so uh What tw- was the name of that movie? I don't know. She just she went up to the altar for salvation and ended up killing a man. It's horrific. <laughs> Dude, I like, he went that. for Jesus and met Jesus the same day. Hey, fam. He's the thief. That's
0: a day. He's the thief. On the cross. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he received him and met him. Yeah, man. Yeah, backsliding is is really just, you know, being at one point with God and then deciding to turn away and go back to whatever the vices that you were connected to. And, uh, you know, I, I, even think the book of revelation describes Jesus as one who wishes you were either hot or cold, but if you're lukewarm, I got to spit you out of my mouth. So you got to consider the, the thought process behind something lukewarm. If it's lukewarm, it started off once hot and then regressed back in temperature. And, uh, and that's really the premise of backsliding that once I was close to God and then I have decided to go back to wherever it was that I was delivered from And I think a lot of the premise behind backsliding is bitterness. I think there are unresolved issues in the hearts of the individual that makes them want to go back and spend time with what they have regret about leaving. And uh, that's a that's a hard truth, because to be redeemed and still have regret almost seems like an oxymoron because to be drawn out of something and then long for it and miss it, some people will begin to question their conversion. I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to say, until you make peace with wherever you are no longer, at some point you're going to go back and look.
1: Do you think that's a process, or do you think it happens
0: in the instant of a moment, or depends on the person or the trauma? I think it depends on the person and the trauma. I think it is possible to in an instant say, I am never going back to that again and stay away. And then I think that there are other times where God will staff your life with the necessary accountability. Mm -hmm. Like I, I feel like God will put people at the gates of your life that that can lead you back to wherever you are. And those people stand and they try to wrestle you and, and resist with you. But at some point, when a person wants something, they going to get it. I, I think this. I'm just
1: thinking out loud. I think sometimes bitterness makes you blind yeah. to the staffing. Yeah. You know, and we use the word trauma just now. I think that the whole game of this thing is to experience the trauma, but for God's sake, don't turn it into personal drama. That's so good. good? You know what I'm saying? That's don't so make it your drama because you'll live there. It's a play. You'll reenact the whole thing. Refuse to allow bitterness. Refuse. What do you mean? Now refuse your ball player. We've talked about this. Yeah. You guys use words in the court like deny, deny, deny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is
0: that the kind of the same thing? That that refusal is an intentional resisting. Not only that, but sometimes proper resisting means Xing out certain places that you just don't go anymore. Like if you're going to refuse to drink where you should not find yourself is late nights, driving because you're lonely, finding yourself on old streets. You know, I live in Memphis. You know, if if you're trying to stay away from alcohol, you probably don't need to be on Bill Street past a certain hour. Yeah. uh, Because if I'm refusing something, then that means I am customizing the environment that would normally make me do things I don't want to do. So a major part of, Refusal is environmental change. And I really believe that's one way to diffuse bitterness. You have got to change your environment. That means maybe you don't talk to your bitter mom anymore. Hello, you okay? Maybe you don't talk to your bitter mom anymore. Maybe you don't talk to those bitter friends anymore. Anybody that resembles the bitterness that was once in your heart, those types of conversations become dangerous. So so you you've got to resist anybody that hasn't made a decision to walk in the same lane you have.
1: Are there any seasons that you've walked through to protect your heart from bitterness you've had to sever ties?
0: Oh, man, there, there have been times in my life where the presence of the Lord was not just uh, for tears, hand lifted and good music. It was therapeutic. And I found peace in breakthrough by breaking bitterness, by spending time with God. Whenever you are coming out of major disappointment, you have to spend more time in his presence than you do in his in your pain. And, 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 you know, it's not my podcast, but
1: I'll throw this in that you can't deal with people who agree with you. You have to deal with people who intercede for you. Yeah, man. Because often we want an audience of people that agrees, refuse to allow bitterness to. Here we go. Make that word. Make is loaded. Yeah. That word make means intentional. Yeah. You, you you know, it's one thing to to accidentally
0: become. It's another <laughs> thing to be made. Yeah, I feel like bitterness over time erodes the heart. And, and a heart that is infected with bitterness, it begins to make out its own realities. And, and here's what I mean by that. When you are so full of bitterness, you don't hear apologies at face value. Oh. Somebody can say, I'm sorry, and you will bring up the reasons why you know they're not. Uh-huh. You'll start to base it on their past. You'll start to begin to assess the way that they treat you, the way that they talk to you. You just refuse to believe that somebody could evolve past their mistake Because bitterness is counseling your memory. And when that happens, bitterness is making you do stuff you really don't want to do.
1: How often do you believe bitterness in conversations is giving a side commentary in the realistic moment that a person is sitting in?
0: I think bitterness is a voice in the head of the broken that is counseling them for self-perseverance. When you are bitter, you take on the task of making sure nobody ever hurts me again. Nobody is ever going to rob me again. Nobody. And then you begin to customize relationships, not with the discerning of spirits, but you really do so out of a point to prove that you'll never get this chance to do it again. And I'm going to tell you where it really shows up. It shows up because people hate being vulnerable. When you're bitter, you kill vulnerability. But I believe you cannot have real relationships without vulnerability. You got to be vulnerable. Totally agree with that.
1: We're here discussing Say It Again, the right conversations create kingdom culture. Pastor Brandon J. Clack's book. You go and you say, refuse to allow bitterness to make you backslide. God remains faithful. Now, before we get to faithful, yeah. that word remains. Yeah. God remains. Yeah. So are you telling me if I'm listening to this right now, if I'm sitting in my car doing my lunch break, life is falling apart. The thing that I have to remember is that God remains.
0: Yeah. If you could grasp that concept now, it's going to be challenging because in the middle of a fight, you oftentimes look for favor. You know, you're looking for God to throw out the life raft. But I, I really want to talk to the people that are listening to this podcast today that feel like they can't find God in the middle of their grudge. And it feels like life is is shattering around them. God remains is such a powerful truth that whether you feel like he's available or not, that is inconsequential. God does not have to stimulate your feelings to prove that he's there. The fact that you woke up this morning is proof that he's still there. It's proof. Yeah.
1: God remains. That means he's faithful. But here's the thing. I think growing up in church context that we grew up in, mm-hmm. We didn't really hear many messages to let us know that God was still faithful when I was frustrated. Yeah. Because we heard messages that said God was going to get us if we became frustrated. <laughs> yeah. So I couldn't even be honest with God about my frustration, according to the <laughs> some of the messages we heard early on, yeah. because I was I had to hide. I didn't want him to get me. But you're telling people that God will remain faithful when I'm fr- what gives you the or audaz- the audacity? Yeah. I almost said audacity. The <laughs> audacity. that's a
0: bold statement. I wanted to really extract the contrast that your bitterness makes you backslide. God is faithful. Mm. You're going to walk away from God before he's going to walk away from you. That's deep. And the truth of that is, in this quote, I was trying to give hope to the backslider that you can always come home and he's ready to receive you. So God remains faithful even when you're not faithful is a clear sign that he's not going to be offended by your bitterness. You can be bitter. You can X him out. You can stay committed to your own ways. But God is so faithful that whenever you come back to your right mind, he's got his arms wide open and he's ready to receive you.
1: That's absolutely incredible. Page 13 of Say It Again, The Right Conversation Create Kingdom Culture, Pastor Brandon J. Clack. We're on page 13, but if you flip over to 14, there are two questions that you find yourself uh, being tasked to answer. One is... How does this, uh, what does this make you think about? The other one is what are some practical steps that you can implement today? You're reading this book for the first time, Pastor. You hear this quote, you read the scripture, you've marinated on it, you've ruminated as we've heard that term before. Now, you're getting ready to go to work, drop your kids off. Give me three practical steps you're doing today.
0: Well, the first thing that I'm doing is I am rejoicing. I'm excited that God remains faithful when I'm frustrated. What does that rejoice look like? It looks like me being okay with my frustration, but not remaining.
1: What does that look like deeper? How can I express it? How do you express frustration? How do I express my joy?
0: Oh, man. How can uh, I do that?
1: It is practical.
0: Yeah. Ex- express joy to me is change. Meaning if, if I'm going to express joy, I'm not going to stay in my funk where I was. I'm going to evolve out of that. So, you know, joy is more, I don't want to just say a grin or a party or a dance or I'm happy or I go and buy something. To me, joy is change. If the joy of the Lord is your strength, then you are able to overcome in strength in the areas where you were once weak. There we go. Give yeah. me two
1: more practical steps I'm implementing today. I'm a single father, dropping my kid off to work, I have my long day ahead. Two other practical steps I'm going to implement today.
0: Uh, if If you're going to, Begin to grasp the concept that God remains faithful even when you're in bitterness and backsliding. The way you're going to come out of that is, number one, you're going to focus on the strength of God, which is your joy. You're going to change. Number two, the thing that you're going to do is you're going to staff your life with quality people that are not going to agree with your dysfunction. So
1: I'm driving to work, drop my kid off. How am I going to staff my life? What am I going to do that day to make sure that I have someone close by that can give me good counsel?
0: You're going to have to really reassess your circle. You're going to have to really see who is in your life that has already given you counsel that probably made you mad that you don't want to talk to anymore because the truth is God is never going to leave you without somebody that is in your life from him to help you overcome where you are. So you you may have to uh, apologize. You may have to reopen the 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 lanes of communication with that person that you've exed out who was right, but because they said it in a way you didn't like it, now you put them on the block list on your iPhone and you know, all that stuff that we do so that we don't have to come to grips with stuff we don't want to hear that there's pro- you're listening to me. Now there's probably somebody in your life that you have put on the do not disturb the block list because they did not back you up in your frustration about how you felt like you were treated. And, and just because they didn't do that does not mean that they're against you. They're trying to show you the faithfulness of God and the faithfulness of God is not staying stuck in your dilemma, but it's moving forward in your destiny.
1: One last thing that they can do as a practical step. One more.
0: Uh, I would say the next thing that you've got to do is you have got to resolve that bitterness. And resolving that bitterness is becoming okay with not getting an explanation of why it happened. Your dad walked out. Your your eighth grade teacher failed you and called you stupid. Your basketball coach cut you. Nobody wants to be in, in any kind of relationship with you. You have got to be okay with some questions of rejection not being answered. I wish I could say that for the people in the back. Let me just, no pun intended, but let me say that again. You have got to be okay with questions not being answered. There are people in your life that intentionally didn't choose you. There's a prom date you did not get to go on. There's an old girlfriend that cheated on you. There's some old bank. There's somebody that went in your purse and robbed you, took your money out of your bank account, and you want a reason why? I need. Here comes. I need closure. I could just move on and get closure. Oftentimes, when you don't get carnal closure, your life stays open to bitterness. Here is what I'm coming to tell you. Here is what Job said. The Lord gives and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of God. If something has transitioned out of your life without an explanation, do not fill that void with bitterness. Fill it with this. If you're not in my life for my future, then I must not need you there.
1: We got to close it there.
0: Yeah, that was the one. That was the one.
1: Hey, do me a favor. Go to all of your online stores. Type in. Say it again. The right conversations create kingdom culture. I'm here. Invited guests with Pastor Brandon J. Clack on Game Changer. What do you want to say to the
0: people last thing? Listen, whatever you do, do not stay more committed to bitterness than your breakthrough. That's it. Absolutely. Peace. See y'all.